Welcome, friends. With the most exquisite divine timing, you have found a journey of two women, one mystic and one yogi, on a path of self-discovery, sharing magical stories and manifesting our dreams into reality. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this is For the Love of Two Hippies. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive right in. another episode of for the love of two hippies today is a little different and we're so excited because it is our first ever showcase saturday where we are talking and interviewing with another hippie and today we are talking totally human design so warning before we even get started my friends big warning 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 (laughs) learning about your human design could cause you to live fully and embrace your uniqueness. So if you are ready to live in your most authentic self, we will introduce Miss Cody. Hi, Cody. Hi. (laughs) Hi. So I'm Cody. You are the master of human design. You got me started in human design. I don't know that I would go as far as say master, but I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) I will receive it, but I I, I think there are others out there that are further along. Well, you're my master, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, perfect. (laughs) So tell us what is human design? Okay, so human design is really a system that helps you understand um, how energy works best and moves best through your body and your system. And since everything is made up of energy, all of our, you know, the things that we want in our life, the people, the relationships, it's all about energy. When we understand how to work with that flow and that energy of the universe, we learn how to become more prosperous and become, um, have deeper relationships and healthier relationships. And it's it's really funny. I, I jokingly refer to it as the original algorithm because it basically helps you understand your base algorithm and of how your kind of your aura body works. And it's based off of four different systems that kind of all come together. So it's your astrology, the I Ching, which is a 5,000 year old Chinese kind of divination system and contemplation system, um, the Cabal Tree of Life, and the Chakra system of the body. Um, and so they kind of incorporated all of them into one. And it was created by Ra Uru Hu, I always have to like pause before I yeah. say his name. It's like, oh, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> um, but it basically came to him in a, in a really profound like eight day meditation. He basically just kind of, I don't know, received the, the download of it. Um, and since has become something that is very helpful for people to understand about themselves. Um, but the number one thing that I always tell people, and I want to start it right now is this system is meant to be experimented with. 
they call it a seven year experiment because it takes seven years to decondition yourself. Our, our, the cells of our body have a seven year cycle. All cells in your body are replaced every seven years. So who you were seven years ago is literally not the same. You have not, you're not the same cellular person, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so knowing anyway. that in human design is really powerful because that's your deconditioning process, but that's also your experiment process. So I always say, take what you need, learn from it, leave the rest, and then pick back up whatever you may need at another time. So as you go into your human design experiments, um, really having that sense of playfulness and curiosity is like really important. So that's, I just like, I like to start all human design conversations with this is experiment. We're meant to have fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I'm like a 100% beginner. I've, (laughs) um, the very first time I did human design, someone was like, Hey, go print this off. And I was like, okay. And I looked at it and I, I went like this, I went, okay. <laughs> just left it. Exactly. I was like, exactly. This is so complex. I don't even know where to start. So overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a really awesome opportunity. You have a few things that they can learn from daily or practices or resources that our listeners can start from the beginning and then eventually slowly work into it. So I think that's really awesome. And yeah, I don't know. So Woo-hoo. There's four types, no, five types, five types. Five, well, technically there's, there's five. Well, it depends on who you ask. There are four types, uh, but there's actually five. So, and I say that because your generator and your manifesting generator are both types of generators. So some people just okay. say that's one type and this is a kind of generator. And then other people will separate that out and that will be, you know, your fifth type. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's where that whole like four versus five comes from. Um, but there are, I say that there's five types. You have a reflector, uh, which is about one percent of the population they're very rare they're like the unicorns of the world i've met two of them i feel very special (laughs) um you have your projectors they are 20 percent or no your manifestors are nine percent of the population so they are also rare and then you have your projectors and they are 20% of the population. And then you have your generators and your manifesting generators are make up about 70% of the population. I think your MGs, your manifesting generators about 40% of the generators. So they still operate much like a generator. So that's why they're kind of like put together in, in the percentile is because they're going to operate and the other types. So what, what separates your your generators and your manifesting generators from all the other types is they have a sacral center that is like a battery pack. Um, it is activated um, and they basically have access to undefined basically energy, which means they can go, when they're doing something they love, they can go for like 12 hours straight. Um, And so the other types actually kind of siphon off of their energy, which sounds really harsh, but it's like we, we all plug in with each other, which helps like for, for example, like a projector, I'm a projector. I need generators so that I can reflect back to them, um, who they are and, and guide a projector's job is to guide and to lead and direct, not lead necessarily, but guide and teach and direct others. So we need to be able to plug into that energy center so that we can connect with them and guide them. And a lot of this stuff, when I'm talking about like plugging in and the, the way, you know, you kind of like are 
is also related to the aura type. So a generator is going to have a very big, I call it the fluffy aura because it's just like a big fluffy hug. It's like a giant teddy bear that like the aura just like hugs everything in the room, Mama but bear. a projector. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mama bear. Mm-hmm. But a projector's energy is going to be much more, um, it's kind of like a sword. It's very penetrating. And it, what that does is it goes directly into the heart of someone and it understands them at the core of who they are and it can reflect back to them exactly what they need. The challenge is not everybody wants you to do that. <laughs> and not everybody wants to hear the truth. Like, right. Been there before. <laughs> Well, Which is my why... tough love talks. Yes. Yeah. The tough love talks. Like, do you want me to actually give you some tough love or do you want me to just listen and just not give you advice right now? So exactly. At least I'm That's aware enough of that. That question is literally the most important question for a projector because they're, everyone has, um, how they are supposed to interact. So you have your strategy, which is your type. And then your, your strategy is also how you're supposed to respond to the world around you. So a perfect example of this is for a projector, they're supposed to wait for the invitation specifically because their aura is penetrating. And so they don't want to, you know, give tough love when the person really just wants to bitch and moan and yeah. just wants to be heard. Yeah. So there's a really, really powerful thing in that for the generator, since their aura is like very enveloping and like very, very big, fluffy and a big hug, they have to wait to respond. So things will actually, when your aura is aligned and your energy is moving right, you'll yeah. attract things to you that you then can respond to. And the waiting to respond is actually coming into your body, tapping into your inner authority, to your gut, specifically for generators, to your gut, and making sure that it's a uh-huh, a yes, or a uh-uh, a no, and then responding only to the things that are a yes. And I say that the uh-huh, because it's a guttural sound, uh-huh, that's coming from your gut. And that's the waiting to respond is you're waiting to check in with that gut. Okay, I can move forward. And then you say, uh-huh, I can go, let's do this. And then you have all the energy in the world to complete it. If you don't wait for that, that guttural response, if you don't come into your own inner authority and like, listen to your intuition, what happens is you will say yes to something that you don't have enough energy for, and you will burn yourself out. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the power of the generator kind of strategy, authority connection. And each type has that. And we can dive into all of that, but those are kind of the bigger, you know, your generators and your projector projectors are kind of your big, like if the majority of the world is made out of generators and you have a projector child expecting your projector to act like a generator is going to set them up for failure yeah. every single time. Right. And I like the way that you explain the projector situation, because when I, I'll, a lot of people see that word or hear that word projector and it, and just yes. picture this negative connotation. Like I told my husband when I first got started in all this, you know, and I was really excited and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm learning how to like interact with all of these people and it's going to be amazing for me because I'm an introvert. And so, you know, learning how to interact with a projector who's much more, um, who's, who, you know, just goes differently than what I do is very yes. important, especially when, you know, my business partner is a projector and my husband is a projector. And when I told my husband he was a projector, he was like, you're putting me in a box. And I'm like, I'm not putting you in a box. I'm telling you so that 
that we can better understand each other. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. Yes. And so it can be a lot. Yeah. A Katie's lot of a generator. People... I'm a projector. So we work off of each other, which is pretty cool. And that's the beauty of you all types. This really isn't like a, you're pigeonholed into this little box. It's really a projector absolutely cannot do what they are, what they came here to do without the other types, without a generator, without a manifester, without a reflector, a reflector, literally a reflector's job when they're really aligned with their energy is, um, it's kind of like bubbles everywhere. It's really funny. So their aura is to sample all of the, the different energy that's available and then reflect back to the collective what's working, what's not working. So their inner authority is actually the rarest of everyone. So everyone else's inner authority is usually a little bit more instantaneous or relatively instantaneous. Not all of them are instantaneous, but a reflector's inner authority, the way that they make decisions based on their intuition is after a complete lunar cycle. So they have to wait 30 days. Whoa. But the way that that interacts with their energy is it's them sampling all of the different experiences in that 30 day process for them to know if something is correct for them or to be able to reflect things back. But they absolutely need all the other energy types in order to be able to do that reflecting. So we all are like, we need each other. We're, we're a cohesive unit that actually work really, really well together and have to. So a lot of people don't always realize that like, it's important for you to learn your type, but it's also important for you to learn your type in relationship with others and how well, like, a generator and a projector's magic is incredible. Like when they come together and they're really aligned with themselves and they can then align with each other, magic happens. Magic happens. Oh, like girl. this podcast. <laughs> like this podcast. Uh, okay. So uh, I read <clears throat> something the other day, which I found kind of fascinating, was that a lot of people, and I'm curious if this happened with you, find human design in the midst of a spiritual awakening, which... Oh, interesting. So I'm wondering, because you have been kind of on spiritual for like three or four years, right? Yeah. So I would say my life is a spiritual awakening. So I don't mm -hmm. know that that would be necessarily true for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because I have been, you know, I, I started in massage school when I was 16. Um, it was a very alternative massage school. It involved rolfing, which is a, a not a normal kind of massage technique. It's a, it's a deeper tissue kind of based in the, the fibromyalgia kind not um not fibromyalgia <laughs> in the fascia fibromyalgia is a oh. of, anyways my bad in the fascia of the body and the, and the deep tissue that is related to just the connective tissue and the fascia in the body and I also learned um traditional Chinese medicine when I was 16 17 18 I also learned Reiki so like I've had a long history of being in the intuitive arts at some level and being very deeply connected with spiritual stuff I will say that sometimes people, when they find human design, they either absolutely love it and it like totally, they feel like they're finally seen for the first time in their life, or they're like, well, this is dumb. I'm over this. And they just are like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't like it. And they have a very opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. I hope it's okay that I cussed. My no, bad. You're if fine. It's fine. Not. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I, 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 that, that's interesting though, that they come at a spiritual awakening. That's really fascinating. I've never heard that. I feel like it comes to people at different times when they're ready for that knowledge of something new. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for me, it comes in like different waves of what my like emotional state is ready to handle. So like, since you started your journey so early, that's probably why you're so skilled in human design because you've, you're still, you're like, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but like 10 years in plus for kind of all these different types of healing modalities. And for us, I'm still only two or three years in. So Mm -hmm. to, I've always been kind of whatever, but my, I'm still learning so many new things. So that makes sense why you're so deep. You're able to dive so deep into it and help us because uh, yeah, no, that's a lot. That's, mm-hmm. Those are some thick books that you carry around. All the time. <laughs> and so I, I'm just, yeah. that's just not, I, that's just not me. And that's in the state of like where I am. So that's why I'm glad Katie likes it. And she can tell me and she can just forward that information over and then I'll kind of look at it. But I can tell, like, I'm not receptive to it at all because it still looks so foreign to me. And so I'm yeah. trying to slowly dive into it a little bit, but Katie likes reading. So she's getting really like a lot deeper and she'll be like, Hey, and then, um, when she was on that podcast, they talked about a few things and I was like, Oh, that's actually pretty interesting. I wonder what mine is. And so then I kind of, I kind of research from there. So we're definitely yeah. at different stages, which is really cool because our listeners will definitely be at different stages mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Well, and something I liked about it when I did that other podcast with uh, Janelle and she read my whole chart was because I am a generator and I didn't know all of this about myself, obviously, because, you know, you're talking about deconditioning earlier and um, because we're all so conditioned from society and, uh, you know, our familial other family members. Yeah. You know, religion and all of those kind of things. I wish I would have known. And I said this in that other podcast when I was in college, because I literally like would go from, I started in social work and then I went to teaching and then I went to, um, uh, goodness, nursing. I uh, well, at one point nursing I was stuff. in nursing and then at one point I was in <coughs> speech and language pathology and I, I, I couldn't, there was nothing that felt like it fit. And I was, they're not going to like that I'm saying this, but I was a disappointment because I, I couldn't figure out what I wanted because what I wanted right. didn't fit with what everyone else wanted. And yeah. so yeah. it was a very, very difficult time for me. And I feel like if I would have known at that point what human design was, which is why yeah. I think it's so important that I now know that my children are generators. And I now know that I have to f- help to foster their love of whatever is right for them that lights them up yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I I think that's what I mean that's what I'm getting into now I realize that every time I've gone through like a mental health crisis it's because I'm not doing something that I'm like I have to be creating something or I have to be making something or something that I'm passionate about and I feel like that's what most people don't do because they're in just like the rut of life And so when they can take this information or they can learn their own astrology, and even if they think it's like, some people think it's all just wackadoo, but if you read something and it relates to you and then you're like, oh, holy crap, like that is me. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow, 
maybe I, maybe this does make sense. And it's, it's scary to like step out of your box, but if you have the support of other people and you can live a more passionate life, then I don't understand why you would even question trying to live like that, you know? Yeah. Cause Absolutely. you glow, you glow better when you're aligned. Your whole or when your selfie lights on really bright. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody, when people are looking at their human design chart, you know, there's all yes. of these things on it. Um, you know, with the gates and you know, all of that stuff, which we're not all the like, things, all the things so dive what into. <laughs> do you suggest that people focus on when they first get their chart? So, yes. So if you're very new to getting your chart um, and to get your chart, you can go to you can Google um, human design chart or free human design chart. There are multiple places to go. Um, Jenna Zoe has a great chart. I absolutely love. So does Karen Curry Parker. So does Jovian Archive. All you need to know is your birthday, your time of birth. If you don't exactly have your time of birth, try and get as close as you can because it can. I mean, I did a chart for my stepdad in two hours difference. He was either a generator or a projector. So that's, and those are drastically different. So it is important to know your time of birth um, and then your place of birth, the, the city. Um, but the two most important things that you really need to pay attention to are your strategy and your authority. So you'll see that on your chart. You'll see like a description of like your strategy is, and then your authority is, um, your type, you know, your type, your strategy and your authority. So your type will be, are you a reflector, generator, projector, manifesting generator, manifester? And then your strategy is what goes with that. So all generators that are just a straight generator, not a manifesting generator, their strategy is to wait to respond. All manifestors are initiation. Um, all projectors are waiting for the invitation. And then all manifesting generators are um, wait to, to respond and then initiate. They have a mixture of both the generator and the manifester. Um, they're kind of they're, they're kind of magical creatures too, all by themselves. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, uh, Elon Musk is a manifesting generator. So you can see <laughs> how intense his energy is when he goes yeah. after the things that he wants and how much he can initiate and follow through on. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a really good example. Uh, Barack Obama is a projector. So is the Queen of England. So you can see how powerful they are at guiding people and getting people's buy-in. And mm -hmm. projectors are one of those types, just like manifestors, you either love them or you absolutely hate them. Like there is no, there's like, because they're the energy type is so intense. Manifestors are the same way. So I be believe I'm 99% sure I'll double check, but I believe Madonna is a manifester, um, which is a good example of like you either lover or you hate her. Um, there's really no, no middle ground. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to find that in a second, just so I can make sure that I'm correct. Yeah. Oh, and then Sandra, Sandra Bullock is a reflector, um, oh, which you can wow. really see in Sandra Bullock. Um, it does a really good job of basically becoming whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, and there's, that's a power. It's kind of like the power of a reflector can also be, um, a chameleon okay. uh, because they can really reflect the world around them. The, also the challenge with the reflectors is sometimes people will project onto them what they want to see.
not necessarily who they are. Mm-hmm. So your two, so those are the two most important things to really pay attention to is your strategy, which is either wait to respond or wait for the invitation or whatever your type is. And then your authority and your authority is going to be related to your intuition. So for all generators that are base generators, your your intuition is in your gut. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be a uh-huh or a uh-uh. You have a gut instinct. And I tell my husband all the time, what does your gut say? Follow your gut, listen to your gut. Um, there are then in some of the manifestors and the projectors, there are several other different types of inner authority. You have a splenic authority, which you're, I'm going to go over your top kind of uh, uh, inner authorities because there's some that like a self-projected projector can get really confusing for people. So that's and that's where I would, <laughs> and I can get into that. I can okay, get into okay. that. Um, and environmental environmental authorities can also get a little weird sometimes, um, which I can kind of like dust no over wonder, some so of complicated. <laughs> Self-ex, it's actually not as complicated as you oh, think. Yeah. You just have to hear yourself talk and then you'll know what's right oh, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I remember that. You just talk it out. You just talk it out. But um, the splenic authority is your spleen center is lit up. And that basically means that your intuition is going to, you're going to, it's going to be auditory. I am a splenic projector. So I hear my intuition. Like I will, (laughs) this is going to sound like I'm crazy, but I hear voices (laughs) or I just hear, like, I just intuitively hear that I'm supposed to go, you know, do this thing over here or go do that. Like the other day, um, about a month ago, all of a sudden I heard you should do a, a Facebook event around emotions. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Like, thank you. (laughs) Okay. Noted. I will do that. And it was a huge success. It worked. It was really, really great. Um, But that's how my intuition works. So it's, it's very, and it's also very in the present moment. Um, I can't know answers to questions sometimes until I'm in the presence. And sometimes that also means that I will have to change my mind on a dime. Um, Like somebody will invite me out to a party and then the day comes and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't go. My intuition says I can't Um, because it's based off of your survival. So it's going to tell you instantaneously when something is not right. Um, And so that's the splenic projector. You have your emotional projector or your emotional authorities. And this can be a projector or a manifester or um, even a a manifesting generator can have an emotional sacral. And when it's mixed with your sacral, it's kind of like you still have your gut, but it'll be based more off of your emotions. Or if you're a splenic solar, you know, sacral center, then it's more instantaneous. So there's like some little caveats to it, but it's still your gut, still your gut for those. But emotional authority, is really, really powerful for people to know. I have seen the most people have the most breakthroughs on the emotional side, especially for people in the United States, because we've demonized emotions. Mm -hmm. And for an emotional, um, somebody who who is an emotional authority or their intuition is based off of their emotions, they have to ride the wave of their emotion. If they cut off their emotion, they're actually cutting off their intuition and they will never know what is right for them. So as I've worked with people, I, I've taught them how to really understand their relationship with their emotions. The other thing that's really powerful for people is 
if you have your, an open center in the emotional center, you're basically amplifying everybody's emotions around you. And that can be really helpful for other people too, because it's like, oh, most emotions are not actually my emotions. They're other people's emotions that I'm picking up and amplifying. Mm -hmm. That can be super powerful as well. So mm -hmm. learning how to work with that authority and like ride the wave. I usually tell people if they're an emotional authority, you you're in the beginning, you're going to probably want to wait at least three days before you make a decision. And like each day, feel your emotions related to that decision, especially if it's a big decision. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not talking about food. Like if you feel like, yeah, like, oh my God, hamburgers, burgers sound amazing. Like then, then do that. Like, you know, like follow that. But what can be really powerful for an emotional authority is like on day one, they may be really excited about a project, like say somebody comes to them and says, I want to do an interview with you. They'll be really excited about it. And then the next day they'll be really terrified and they'll be totally resistant. And then the third day it'll kind of level off and they'll get a clear read on whether it's a really a yes or whether it's really a no. Um, and that's, what's really powerful to really, to work with as, as emotional authority. Um, and then we can go over if you want the self-projected projector or one of the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. I so love hearing about self myself. So <laughs> you're like, I love it. It's yes, I love it. It's fine. All of it. <laughs> yeah. Just keep so talking as a about me. It's projected um, authority. The idea for self-projected is you're you basically are connected to your throat. So your inner authority, your intuition is heard through you speaking it. So you have probably had a habit of either talking through your problems or talking through your challenges, um, or you probably don't like journaling, but you'll sit in the car and you'll like talk to yourself. Like that's a very normal thing. Like th that's actually how you're supposed to function. Yeah. So if there are people that are a self-projected any type, right? That is their self-projected is their authority type, then if they were taught not to talk about things or not to over talk, certainly one of my clients, I work with her, she was in a job position where she wasn't, she was discouraged from talking to, cause she would talk to um, intimately with the, with the clients. And it was just a part of who she was, was to talk and was to talk deeply with them. She was a projector. So she could read what they needed and then reflect it back. So we had to work a for the invitation and how do you know when the invitation is there and then also learning that not everybody needs to receive this talking but when we take it you're talking to the right people you can really you can really talk it out and so learning the difference you know between over talking which can happen for a self self-projected authority um and just talking too much or learning the right audience to talk through things with because not everybody i tell people not everybody gets gets the grace and the honor of your vulnerability and not everybody should mm -hmm. um and so learning that is really really powerful because you're you want to you want to go to the people that are not going to try and fix you or see that you're broken they're going to be a sounding board for you they're going to be somebody that can just maybe reflect back to you what they're hearing you say or can just listen so that you can hear yourself and yeah. a lot of times what will happen is you'll be talking it through and then you'll be like oh that's what i need to do i just heard it okay i'm gonna go do that and you just yep. you didn't really need anybody you just yep. needed to hear yourself that happens to me all the time uh, like everything you just said is I was like oh yep there yep 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 <laughs> yep um or yep, just some there's no like for me it, there's no 
difference if I'm talking to you and how I would talk to myself, like there's no filter. Like I'm going to talk to you how I'm going to talk in my head. And so then I'm like, sometimes I'll walk away and I'll be like, why the hell did I say all that to somebody? And it's just like, like they didn't need to know just the most deepest, dark parts of myself. I'm just like, yeah, I'm here. Here I am. This is what I am. I'm trying to help you know that like, I don't know, but yeah, that's so funny. Yep. Mm -hmm. I like it. I, I, my stepdad is a self-projected projector. And when I learned that he was a self-projected projector and I told my husband, who's a generator, I was like, basically he needs to talk in order to hear himself. So he knows what's right for him. And both of us were like, oh Oh. my God, he makes so much sense now. (laughs) Like that makes so, cause, cause sometimes he just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. And you know, we're like, why is he, why does he keep talking? But now that we know we actually, there's a lot more grace. There's a lot more, you know, instead of us being frustrated or annoyed, you know, and there's healthy ways to do it. And there's unhealthy ways. So there's, there's a balance. Um, but knowing it is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to touch I think on the this. only other, there's one other that Go ahead. really quick. I was just going to say the, the one that comes up that I feel like I need to talk about um, is uh, the environmental authority. So basically that just means that you need to be in the right environment to know if something is correct for you. Yeah. So the challenge there is, let's say you go to, somebody wants to, to have a conversation with you about a project that they wanna invite you in on. And you meet at a restaurant. The minute you walk into that restaurant, you're uncomfortable. You don't like the lighting, you don't like the people, like something about it is off and you're just really uncomfortable. Um, you're not going to be able to get a clear yes or no within yourself about whether or not the project is right for you because the environment is basically skewing it. Like the environment is not right. So you cannot hear yourself. You cannot feel into what is correct. But if, you know, you sit down and you're like, something here doesn't, why don't we go to the coffee shop down the street? Um, You go down to the coffee shop, all of a sudden you feel at ease, you feel relaxed, you feel like, oh my gosh, this is right. The people, there's less people, so it doesn't feel as intense for you. You then are ready to have that conversation and be able to know if something is correct for you because the environment itself that you're in allows, it's kind of like, you have your your you need to be in the Grand Canyon to hear the echo back, but wow. if you're not in the correct okay. environment to hear the echo back, you, can, you you everything will be thrown off. Interesting. That's a cool way to put that. I like that. Um, so when somebody looks at their chart, there is something on there that says you're not self theme. Yes. I want you to touch on that because yeah, because that's a tr- that's a trigger word for me. Mine, mine's bitterness. <laughs> yeah, bitterness. I think for every projector, it is. It, it, it was definitely a trigger for me too. I was like, "What? I am yeah. not bitter." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. So my oh, wait, I am frustration. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, what does that mean? Because when somebody looks at it, I don't want him to go, "Well, that's not right," and then just exit that's out. Right. They're like, "This is bullshit. I'm not doing this anymore." Yeah. <laughs> Right. Which is why I usually start with strategy and authority is like your most important. If you look at your chart and you look at strategy and strategy and authority, read everything else with like a a duster, like just kind of somewhat get into it, but somewhat not. Right. Um, Because you're experimenting with those first two things for like the first month. Like it's really you're experimenting with that for like the rest of your life because you have to figure out how to do it. 
Um, when you're in your not self, it basically means you're, you're, you've either said yes to things that were really a no, or you've said no to things that were really a yes. Like you weren't in touch with yourself. You didn't wait to respond. You tried to initiate like a manifester or you didn't wait for the invitation. And therefore you're being, all of your advice is being rejected by everyone around you. And so it basically is telling you you're out of alignment when you're feeling feeling this, you're out of alignment. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of people can be like, oh, my not self, self is a bad thing. No, it's kind of like um, if we were bowling, it's the bumper on the lane that says you're getting out of bounds. That's all it is. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's the little detour sign or the flag that says, you know, you're getting off course. You need to go left instead of you keep okay. trying to go right. So it's really just a way for you to understand that you're, you're out of alignment. You need to either come back into the body. And I say the body because what I've learned over the last 20 years in both body work and in, in, in metaphysical work, cause I, I was a metaphysical teacher for many years is your intuition is a felt relationship in the body. Even me as a splenic projector, hearing it, I hear it, but I feel the resonance of it in my body. So I know when something is right for me, how it feels in my body. And we have to get really good at reconnecting with our body because we're so disconnected from our body and we demonize our body so much, but it's yeah. where our living, living, the living transmission of wisdom that moves through the planet, it moves through our body. That's how we connect with it. So one of the things that I tell people is like when you're experiencing frustration as a generator, maybe you responded, you know, out of alignment with your inner authority, or maybe you're trying to initiate and you want something to happen and it's not happening because what you need to do is you need to come back and just settle into your joy and into your place of peace so that you can wait for the, wait for the thing that to come in that you can respond to. And there's really something powerful about learning how to surrender, learning how to wait is it can be very frustrating, but it's also good to experience that frustration because then you know, hey, that's not the right direction or, hey, I'm not doing the thing that I need to be doing. Like, it's such a, like, thank you. Thank you for giving me something that tells me I'm not in alignment. Otherwise I would continue to do the thing that I don't want to do and get results that I don't want at all. Yeah. So there's something really powerful about that. And I think for the generator, um, their, what is their, their success theme? There's a, I forget. I forget it off the top of my head when they're in alignment with their self. Uh, Does everyone have a success theme? Where do everyone I, has it. Where do I find that? I only know the one for projectors because the projectors when they're in alignment with their self is success. Um, and with oh, master, uh, their not self is anger. And then their, their alignment self is peace. I can't remember for projectors or for generators. So I see yeah. a signature that says satisfaction. Signature. Is that the same thing? Satisfaction. That's okay. it. Yep. Signature. I couldn't remember what it was. It's when you're basically most aligned, then you're feeling satisfied. Okay. So those are kind of like your bumpers. Like if I'm getting too far into frustration and I'm out of alignment with satisfaction, then I know there's some things I need to pivot going on within myself. Either I'm making decisions that are not in alignment with my inner authority, or I'm trying to initiate when I really need to be sitting and waiting for something to respond to. Um, and so the more you can move into satisfaction and looking at that, looking at how do I move into satisfaction? If I'm trying to initiate as a generator, then number number one for all types, when you move towards the thing that 
lights you up or brings you joy, you're going to magnetize your aura, which is going to bring into your life the things that are right for you. So I always find it really funny that in our culture, we put joy as the later, mm -hmm. like work really hard, hustle, then you can experience the joy. Yeah. Fuck all of that. Experience yeah. your joy now. Magnetize all the things that you want towards you because your joy amplifies what is right for you. And if we're all lit up, like how amazing would the world be if yeah, we were exactly. all lit up in joy? Yeah. <laughs> right? Praise Amen. Be. Hallelujah. All of that. <laughs> like, let's just let's just party with that for a second. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, so your so your not self is really powerful to understand it. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. So for for projectors, the bitterness is going to come in normally when you're wanting to be recognized because a big big portion for projectors is we need recognition. And this sounds like really harsh, right? Like I feel really, really like hard. Sounds like my daily, <laughs> right? Because we're like we need to be recognized. We need we have to wait for the invitation what does that even mean and then I'm projecting back at other people like yeah. I feel like my life is you know like everything I don't want it to be but the recognition is about people saying I recognize that you have wisdom to give me and I'm ready to hear it so then I come to you and I ask you my question and that is your invitation, right? And you can always kind of preface it, especially with family. You know, are you wanting feedback on this? Or are you just wanting me to listen? That yeah. clarifies for everybody. I'm getting ready to throw the gauntlet down. Are you ready for it? Are you really ready for this? Um, because that's what we do. We reflect truth for people in what we can see. And there is, there is a caveat there because what we can see may not be exactly what they need. Um, mm -hmm. and there is a, there is a beauty in that. So it's really honoring that, that ability to project back for people. But when we don't receive the recognition or we are wanting recognition because we want to give that, or we're, we're kind of spewing our truth when people are not ready for it, we will experience bitterness. Mm -hmm. We will feel like people don't get us. They don't see us. We're bitter. We feel like we can't, you know, make the job happen or get the raise we want or move up in the ladder or open the business or attract the clients or even just have the relationships with our friends that we want because we we're, we want their, them to recognize us. And there, there can be a little bit of like a needy energy. And when you get into that needy energy, like I want you to think about any relationship you've ever been in where the other person is needy, it immediately turns you off. So when a, when a projector is in that bitter place, they need to recognize themselves so they can stop needing recognition. And that energy of neediness can start to dissolve into amplifying basically an open invitation to the universe to bring to them the people and the circumstances that are ready to hear what they have to say. Can resentment also be bitterness? It can. Okay. Like, it can. I, I, I feel like that, because mine, I, I guess I just don't use the word bitterness very much, but I feel like I can tell in my personal relationship that if I'm starting to feel a lot of resentment, it's because of the things that you just said. So I feel yes. like I'm not being recognized or I can't express myself or I haven't talked myself through what's going on. And then once now that I, like the other night, I was just like about to just create like a huge argument. Like I just wanted to just go off and start yelling specifically at my boyfriend. And then I like stepped back and I was like, 
okay, you're not mad at him. You're mad because you waited too long to do this. Now you're overwhelmed. And I sat back and I was like, okay, these are the reasons that you're upset and you're taking it out and being resentful towards him. And that it's not necessarily his fault. Could he be helping you a little bit to make this easier? Yes. But still the reason that you're in this position is because you put everything off. So I was like, okay, it's back on myself. This is why I'm feeling overwhelmed. This is how it's coming up. And I need to just take a step back. And I just took a couple of deep breaths. And so, and I feel like it's because I don't know, but you told me in the one clubhouse episode where you were like, yeah, you have to talk yourself through it and you blah, 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 blah. So that Oh, there we go. We're back. Oh, my connections. That's okay. Yeah, it, okay. it just, it just glitched back? for okay. a moment. The matrix glitched. No big deal. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, those are, those are really powerful to understand. Um, just, just so you kind of know where you're at, um, in, you know, what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. So you can get back on track. Doesn't yeah. make it, that's where the work begins, right? I always tell people like, yes, recognizing and seeing it is like the first step, which is hard yeah. enough. Then learning how to basically redirect and come within, like, especially for a projector, if you're in resentment or you're in bitterness, learning how to recognize yourself first. So you don't have to receive it from the world outside of you is like a 12 step program all by itself. Like it's, it's yeah. work all by itself. So these are just really beautiful ways of just understanding yourself at the next level. That's awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love I guess all I better of this. Go, like, guess I better go open a book. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking of, uh, if people want to learn more about yes, human design, human design, so there are, there are several different ways you can go about it. Um, there are different people that offer either online programs, if like that's your thing. Um, I offer readings, which can be really helpful for people to understand their chart in particular, because you really want to start with your chart before you start to go to other people's charts. Yeah. Um, because if you're overwhelmed in your own charts, then you're, it's going to be even harder to understand other people's charts. So starting with a human design reading can be great. Um, and mine are usually about an hour and a half long. It's, I, I try and keep them to an hour, but they always go over. So I've just now said it's an hour and a half. Like I can't, I can't not because yeah. there's just so much to go over. And then you right. can bring all of your questions and you can, you know, figure out how specifically for you, you know, you can relate to the information. They can be very insightful. If that sometimes can be too much of an investment for you, then I would suggest starting with um, either my body graph because they have an auditory library, library where you can read your specific stuff or Jenna Zoe has a great kind of audio library about different things. And that way you can pay for like $22 for information about projectors or information about generators. You know, you can pay a smaller amount or if you want to get a book and like you're a book reader and you love it. This is my favorite book because I feel like um, it is the human design by Shitan, Shitan Parkin. Ooh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to, it's that one right there. Uh -huh. I don't know oh, how to pronounce it. It's not the book. Never mind. <laughs> yes. 
Um, or you can get the basic, the, the original human design book, which is a little bit thicker and a little bit more intense, but it was written by Ra Uruhu and, um, another writer. Um, that one is a little bit more, <laughs> I joke, like that's like the scientific book. And this is like the storybook. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just about how you receive the information. Um, but those can be very helpful. So you can dive into like your design and your profile, which we haven't gotten into profile today but that's a really important part of your overall design um and you can just kind of get into understanding it but i always tell people like start with the strategy authority you can find a lot of information on the in and on the interwebs ask google god google and you can find a lot of information about your strategy you know your type you know manifester projector all of that your inner authorities those kinds of things there's a lot of stuff i always say like follow you know hashtag human design projector or hashtag generator you know follow those things on Instagram and you'll get a lot of really great information and find a person that you resonate with. So I may be your jam, but I also may not. And I'm okay with that because our energy type may not mesh. They talk a lot, different people will talk about finding the people that are on your fractal. And what that means is your tribe, your people, you know, the the, the people that you're most attracted to, they're the ones that are going to be able to receive their information. So if I'm that person, great. If Jenna Zoe is that person, if, you know, uh, the podcast, the Day Luna girls, they're amazing. Day Luna is a great podcast that's all about human design. Um, uh, Janelle, Janelle, human design, basics of human design. She's amazing. So like find your person that you feel like in your body, you light up, you resonate the most with and go learn from that person because that's going to be the person that's the best fit for you so i always that's that's my suggestion there's like so much out there Mm -hmm. um and start simple if you start to feel overwhelmed stop stop which can be hard for people (laughs) right it can be hard you want you want to know more information yeah and what it what it really is telling you i i believe sarah is you have enough that you need to experiment with play with that yeah Play with that. And then when you feel like kind of like a draw or like you feel excited to go learn more, that's when you should go. Otherwise, if you if you do too much, it's going to completely overwhelm you and you're going you're gonna to throw the baby out with the bathwater and it's not going to help. Whoops. That's why I don't have kids yet. <laughs> I accidentally might do that. I'm just like, oh, where'd it go? I you might do that. Yeah. <laughs> just get so distracted. Just like, oh, wait, where'd the baby go? <laughs> I doubt that that would really happen. Yeah, probably not. But (laughs) all right, Cody, how can they find you? How can people? Uh, You can find me. I have a website, CodyLee.com. I'm also on Instagram um, at Cody.Lee. Um, on Facebook, on YouTube, all Cody Lee. And Cody Lee is spelled C O D I E and then L E A. I was just going to spell it out too. Yeah, because most people think it's L-E-E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the best place really to find me and find everything that I offer and do is CodyLee.com. Um, or just shoot me a message on any of the, you know, the socials. I'm pretty much on all of them and happy to help in any way. Even if it's just a, hey, I have a question about this thing. I will be more than happy to direct you or answer your questions or give you feedback on whatever you need. Like, I am a very giving person. <laughs> And then our clubhouse. Fortunately and unfortunately. 
Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Our clubhouse group. Yeah. So I, (laughs) our clubhouse, I am on clubhouse as Cody Lee also. And our clubhouse group is quantum soul explorers. And we go live. Um, we're we're now changing that instead of every morning because this projector cannot do that regularly. (laughs) Projector in me was like, I don't know how she keeps doing that. Well, I did it because I had a goal in mind and my goal was I wanted to create a room and you had to have so many, you know, so I thought, okay, if I just commit to it for like a month, six days a week, just doing it, then I'll, I'll be able to attract and create a room, which is exactly what happened. And once I created the room, I was like, okay, now we're going to three times a week because that's a little intense. (laughs) But, um, so we do go live on certain mornings. If you come into the group and subscribe to the club, then you can see what mornings we go live. And we're also, I want to include conversations that are outside of just human design, um, you know, just gene keys also, um, or, you know, uh, the Akashic field or just other quantum metaphysical things that are astrology, like lots of fun things. So come hang out with us. We do transits in the mornings, which just helps you understand a little bit about the gates that we're in. Um, and yeah, super fun. I am planning on doing probably a basics of human design to help people kind of dive into um, doing a couple rooms because yeah. I think that it will be really helpful for people to like, can I just, can I just learn like the basics of projectors? Mm-hmm. Can I just like learn the basics of manifestors? <laughs> because sometimes it can just be overwhelming. Yeah. And then your podcast love. Oh yeah, my podcast, The Cody Lee Show. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, wait, what? I didn't know you had yeah, a podcast. There's too. like a million yeah, different whole, ways you can find Cody. This whole time, I'm like, I'm like, she should have a podcast. Uh-huh. Like, oh, well, yeah. I already do. <laughs> I do, I do. The Cody Lee Show. It was really fun. I recently, it was the Everyday Wise Woman, but I shifted focus um, because I wanted to open up my audience. I was feeling a little. Um, some limitations around only having women or only having like certain stories. And so when I switched it to the Cody Lee show, it opened it up for me to have conversations about human design or have conversations about, you know, the, how the quantum field and the connective tissue of the fascia and the body are the same thing, which is something I haven't done yet, but it's coming. Um, so like, you know, like I just opened me up so I can have conversations about more things that I love and I'm passionate about. And have them with, you know, other genders other than just women. (laughs) So yeah, come hang out at the, my podcast, the Cody Lee show is super fun. I'm going to love it. This is exciting. This is Um, so fun. We're also starting on Clubhouse next week. So hopefully we can, it's going to be kind of talking about the topics coming up for the week and also just a safe space to set intentions for the week or just for us and you and all of us to bounce ideas off of each other and just connect in a different way. So yeah, we can all promote our own podcasts, our own stuff on there, whatever we're going through. I feel like we get really connected to each other, which is really cool. And then that helps Mm -hmm. our listeners because usually what the pot, like the subconscious mind mastery page that I host, if I'm feeling something and I explain or kind of be vulnerable that this is what I'm feeling there's usually a collective on that page that's also been feeling that same energy so I feel like it's a good space for us to collect new souls to connect with and just however we can heal people the better I guess yeah because that's what we're all about is just trying to help you be the best you live passionately 
um, create whatever you need for your soul and just just love each other like gosh <laughs> we're just a bunch of hippies just we're love each other <laughs> speaking of, of being a hippies I still want to I miss that um workshop you did like last year two years ago where everyone did human design at your house you should do that yes again. yes I should we should do that again mm-hmm. we should we'll do that, that. or no I got kidding. a foraging book we can go forage on your land Oh yes, I have foraging books too. I yes, love let's foraging. Let's do it. Let's do foraging. It's so ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I'm so down. Oh, speaking of random foraging, and this is applies to hippies. So I, I made dandelion syrup. Yes. Oh yeah. Delicious. Yeah. So we made a dandelion beer at my work. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I want to yeah. make dandelion wine. It's next on the list. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think we got every, like a, a pretty good base. Um, yeah. But if you are super jazzed up by this information, make sure you follow Cody on whatever social media or podcast you are most user-friendly with. And yes. um, yeah, because she has Facebook, Instagram, everything, whatever, Doppler. No, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I don't know either. What's that? That's a new one. <laughs> and with um, that. But yeah, this is exciting. Thank you so much, Cody. Thank you for being Thank you for our having me. First guest. This was amazing. I feel honored. This thank was you. So much fun. And so with that, thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media. Leave us a five-star review. Or support us with a monthly donation, which can be found on anchor.fm. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at For the Love of Two Hippies, the number two, and on Facebook at uh, For the Love of Two Hippies podcast. Podcast. So thanks again, and until next time, don't worry, boo boo, boo boo, boo boo, be hippie. <laughs> <laughs>